So it is scary because oftentimes franchisees are coming in and, you know, marketing isn't their skill set. As a business owner um, in their local market, they're going to have to wear multiple hats. But one of the beauties of buying into a franchise system is those um, tools and resources and support are available to you, primarily, hopefully wrapped up in a in a pretty little bow. Welcome to Frank Coach's Franchising 101 podcast series. Here we talk about all things franchising. What is it all about? Is it for you? How do you find the best one to own? And so much more. Now your host, Tim Parmeter. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to Fran Coach's Franchising 101 podcast. I am Tim Parmeter, founder and CEO of Fran Coach, and your podcast host. Uh, today, we're going to have another guest joining us, and we are going to talk all about marketing within a franchise system and as a franchise owner. And joining us today is an absolute marketing guru. So we're excited to get her on and talk to us about this. Um, but before we dive into all that, let's of course first tell you who we are. Francoach is a national search firm dedicated to working with individuals who are interested in owning a franchise. We are partnered with well over 500 of the top franchisors in the country spanning nearly 60 industries. Our goal is to help clients find the absolute best franchise for them to own. And the goal of the Franchising 101 podcast series is to help educate people on all aspects of franchise ownership. Okay, so that's a little bit about us. Now let's get to the good stuff and our guest. Uh, today joining us is an absolute franchise marketing guru. And we have with us Ms. Leanne Caruso. Leanne, thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me, Tim. I'm excited to be a part of your podcast. Uh, that's a lot of expectations there to be excited. So <laughs> let's dial that I'm down. Very a little excited. Bit. Yeah, I'm a big fan. So, well, 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 thank you. And just I'll go ahead. Normally, I said this at the end, but since you're a big fan, we have, and we're talking about marketing today, we have Franchising 101 podcast merch which is a word, merch is a word I learned from my eight-year-old. Um, and so we'll, we'll, have, we'll have to hook you up with uh, some, some merch, both as a guest and as a fan. So Oh, please do. There, I, will, there, I will wear it with go. pride and tag you on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a well, micro-influencer. <laughs> see, there we, there, there we go. And we're, we're teeing us up for the conversation today, which is all about marketing. Thus, we have a marketing guru with us. Um, so we do want to talk about some, some things from a, franchise owner perspective on marketing, because it's sometimes a scary word for people and it really shouldn't be. But first off, the, the heck with marketing, tell us a little bit about you and, and then certainly understand how you got involved in this wonderful and sometimes hidden world of franchising. <laughs> sure. So I, um, I've i been in marketing from college on and uh, in 2009, I started my own agency um, basically using social media to, um, kind of get new clients. And that was back when Facebook pages were just getting started. And so nobody really understood it. Um, fast forward a little bit, I kind of, um, just really, uh, promoted, um, social media, which kind of helped me grow my agency and other levels. Um, but I started working with franchisees, um, to help them understand social media and posting on Facebook and, um, that was back when business pages, like I said, were just getting started. But that's also back when you could actually see the content on the business pages and there was lots of engagement. And it was kind of fun to build your brand. Um, so 
fell into franchising with a with a massage envy, local massage envy, which turned into a regional massage envy uh, group, which turned into more and more opportunities in franchising. Um, so now I'm doing franchise marketing consulting, primarily working with franchisors on a fractional CMO level. So I just come in and I help um, fill that VP of marketing or CMO role, um, help with strategy, business development, um, teams and, and marketing infrastructure, grand opening plans, local store marketing, um, you name it as it aligns with marketing. Um, that's kind of what I come in to help, to help brands do, whether or not it's micro emerging or larger brands. Um, and it's been a, it's been a real fun couple of years taking on this, this new path of franchise marketing consulting. Very cool. Um, and I just think that it's, it's one of those things that from an industry perspective with franchising, most people don't know from the outside, you don't know the first thing, thing about it. And then once you get inside it, it, there's so many possibilities of things that people could just like, and not to get too deep on this, but you could make a career within the world of franchising um, and never be an owner um, if you wanted. There's so many different things within that. Um, and certainly anything from a business ownership standpoint, you might want to have some idea of what you're doing marketing wise, right? So certainly right. for you, you're going to be super busy all the time based on based, based on those needs. So um, very, very cool. And I, I need to kind of add something to what you're talking about because you went you went back to college and thanks not going back all the way to like being 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 you know a toddler for the tell me about yourself but but it's important to point out you went to Florida State University. Um yeah. um just scoring bonus Very points important. with my scoring bonus points with my fiance on that. Right. So <laughs> so you say Florida State, do you? Okay, awesome. No so <laughs> um so as a franchisee um, it's sometimes, especially if people don't have a ton of experience in either marketing or sales or, or both, those can be scary words. And the franchisor part of their plan is they're going to have things in place marketing wise, um, for them. But maybe I, I guess if you could make that, make that word marketing a little less scary, what, what are some things that a franchise owner could or, or really should do to help kind of grow their business? Uh, sure. So it is scary because oftentimes these franchisees are coming in and, you know, marketing isn't their skill set. Um, as a business owner um, in their local market, they're going to have to wear multiple hats. But one of the beauties of buying into a franchise system is those um, tools and resources and support are available to you. Um, primarily hopefully wrapped up in a in a pretty little box and bow right but there's so many layers to marketing and so the franchisor often provides some sort of corporate level support of of marketing or approved third party vendors or you know so they have programs trusted and proven programs in place that um that they are able to vet um so that you don't have to and they're also able to pass on some cost savings to you because of the relationship with the with the larger brand. So those things are are beneficial and you know oftentimes while you buy into a franchise you're buying, you know, kind of a business in a box so it's easy for somebody who doesn't understand marketing to get the package open open it up and then take advantage of what's been handed to you. What I would say and what I would recommend as a new franchisee or as a as a local business owner 
is understanding what's being provided to you and understanding what you are also responsible for. Um, marketing isn't easy and um, you may have come from a teacher background or you may have come from an accounting background or a real estate agent, whatever the case may be, but marketing was never your, your thing. Um, however, as a business owner, you need to understand it. You need to understand where your dollars are going and you need to understand um, the results that you're expected to get. So that can help inform whether or not something is working in your favor or not working in your favor. Oftentimes as franchisees, budgets are tight, especially as it comes to local marketing. So if you don't understand where your dollars are going, it oftentimes ends up in some sort of frustration that, um, why am I spending this money if, um, if, if you don't understand the program? So I, I encourage any new franchisee or franchisees to, to truly build a relationship with the third-party vendors, make sure that you understand what's being provided to you. It doesn't mean you have to be the person to uh, push the buttons and <laughs> flip the levers, but it does mean that um, understanding and getting a good education of, of the marketing that you're, you're doing and how it works with you. And then um, the most important piece, I think, and your, your franchisor will educate you on this, is becoming your brand. Um, if you're new to a market, I think it's very important that you are constantly talking to people about what you're doing and what you're building your brand, networking, building relationships, doing that kind of grassroots outreach. Um, and that's how people are going to build a relationship with you. You know, meet your neighbors, go to the BNI, go to the chambers, um, host community outreach events, those sort of things so that people, um, people build that trust and, um, and that relationship with you. That's a lot in a nutshell. <laughs> no, that was, and there, there's, there, and there's a, a lot, certainly a lot to unpack in there with, with that. And, and the, you talk about the social media and you use the term influencer earlier. And, and as a franchise owner, I think as part of the process we go through trying to help people find the right match is understand like, Hey, you need to, as an owner, you're the boss, you get to pick and choose what you do, but do what you do best. And then like, don't be silly, hire for the rest. Right. And yes. very few people are social media experts. Yes. Right. And yes. that, like, because you post cat pictures on your MySpace page and you're friends with Tom, yeah. right. Totally yes. like for us as for old people. So yes. um, younger crowd, please Google that. So um, <laughs> Yeah, that doesn't mean you're a social media expert. Um, it also right. doesn't mean just because you're posting things that, oh my gosh, the phone's going to ring off, ring off the hook. Mm -hmm. um, that's where you kind of get into that, taking what the franchisor has given you. But there's ways mm -hmm. and, and vendors out there and experts like yourself and, and others that can help you really create a local plan to connect mm -hmm. with people. And it's it's not like asking people, hey, buy my stuff. It's creating the awareness almost sometimes subliminally with, with the, with the social media side of things. Mm -hmm. Right. So, yes. um, and it, so, so that's, uh, I, I think that that's key. So like maybe just like, let's, let's, let's dumb it down a little bit more. Like when you, cause you use that term influencer in social media and that comes mm -hmm. up sometimes like mm -hmm. what, what does that mean? How would one find somebody like that? Mm, um, so uh, in terms of local marketing, and I think, I think you're absolutely right. Um, just because people post on, post on Facebook 
on their personal channels and they engage and they interact and they have such a great time did not make them well-equipped or qualified to um, understand business Facebook. Um, there is a, it's a, there's a game behind it. There is algorithms. There are things that are far beyond your control. And um, so, so having a right person or vendor partner, and it might not be your cousin's daughter's sister's neighbor who wants a second job. It is, you know, finding somebody who really understands business marketing on social media. So, um, and, and the influencer comment is interesting. Uh, I do hear a lot of franchisees say, how do we get influencers? How do we get influencers? Instead of as a local business, I mean, certainly influencers are very important. If you're the larger, if you're the larger brand, if you're F45 and you got Marky Mark, Let's also take it back a notch, <laughs> take it back a few years. You got Marky Mark promoting F45. That's an influencer and that's pretty amazing, right? But as a local business, keep it local. And there are micromanager, micromanagers, there are micro influencers within your market that can be probably even more effective um, than a, a larger influencer. So <clears throat> finding, excuse me, finding mommy bloggers, finding people who have a decent following um, that aren't out of reach to you um, and building those relationships um, and, and have them talk about your brand. One of the greatest things that you can do in social media, um, it's called UGC or user-generated content. When, when you build a raving fan base um, and you have other people talking about your brand in a good way, then that saves you a lot of time and money. So certainly building those relationships and finding some micro influencers in your in your network, whether it's a, um, I mean, it could be the local news anchor um, who who goes to your Orange Theory, or it could be, um, you know, somebody who has a big following. Maybe it's a, one of the best real estate agents, um, you know, and and they go to your pizza joint. It's so easy to build those relationships. And if they already love your brand, you might as well, you know, work out something with them to help promote it in, in such a way. And it's it's not hard. It's it's just remembering to keep an eye out for those kinds of people who who already love your brand and who are willing to probably more than happily promote it on your behalf. Right. Um and, and then to understand that it's it's not something that's well, geez, I've had some great content for the last two weeks. Why don't I have 15 new customers, right? Yeah. There's this kind of that kind of that cumulative effect, right? Is you have, sure, you may have something the franchisor has done for you with the a website or SEO, or maybe you've got some a pay-per-click campaign going on and you've got social media. Maybe there's print, there's, you've got a wrapped view, mm-hmm. all these different things mm-hmm. kind of, kind of tie in together. And that's why I always think it's a little, subliminal, right? It's the, yeah. Oh, I always kind of tell people, it's like, you know, when you were, you know, you were shopping for that pair of shoes, but you didn't buy it. And then mm-hmm. every website you went on the next week, that mm-hmm. pair of shoes popped up there. That's right. not a sign from God that you need to buy those right. shoes. That's the company <laughs> stalking you until you do. Right. And you as a business owner, again, with the right professional team around you can do very similar things. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It, it is a, um, accumulation of multiple touches. I mean, we, if you just think about your daily activity, when you pop on your phone or your, your desktop, um, when you're driving to the store with as many marketing messages as you're hit every single day, I mean, it's in the hundreds 
hundreds. It used to be, you know, 20 a day probably. And you have to at least hit them seven times for them to get, get an action. It is far more than that now. So, um, yeah, it, and it's meeting people where they are. So you can't just rely on Facebook and you can't just rely on Google. You have to, you have to go multiple places, um, for that subliminal messaging. And then when it's finally, when they're in the right space and time to make that choice, then you got them, you know, but it's, it's not easy. It's not easy and it's not inexpensive. No, but it's, right. <laughs> but, but, but also a spoiler, but it works, but it works, right. And yes. you can't yes. have, I don't care what the business is. You can't have one lead gen strategy, right. Um, no, McDonald's right. entire lead gen strategy isn't just the golden arches. Right. Right. Um, mm-hmm. they, 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 it's it, it's not right. And the the other thing I, I, that I think has a certain element of fear around it is that kind of face of the business, the the, the networking, a chamber, a rotary, a BNI. Can tell you how many times people have asked me, "What's BNI?" I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, BNI, right? So, um, <laughs> and and what that's what that's like because in in I think in people's minds that have never done it before it's salesy. I'm going to this group and asking for people to buy my stuff. And it's quite, uh, quite the opposite. Quite the opposite. In, in, right. In, in most, in most, most cases. So um, maybe give us, if, if you don't mind, give us a little taste of, I'm, I'm a new franchise owner and I'm going to go, oh my gosh, I got to go network and connect mm-hmm. in one of these, one of these kind of groups. So it's, it, you're absolutely right. It is not salesy and neither is social. Social is not about putting out a a sale or an offer or like, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me in any relationship that you have. It is, it is two way. Um, it is social, it is building relationships and building a foundation with people so that when they are ready to make a purchase or they know somebody who, you know, is going out for pizza, where should I go? Oh, I just met this guy. You know, he opened a new local restaurant. You should go there. It is, um, it is through and through it's building relationships with people that you know, like, and trust, and you want them to know, like, and trust you. But I know for a fact, I don't go into any networking meeting and I just start talking about my business. That is that whoever you're talking to is going to walk away so fast. It is, you know, you you'll introduce yourself here. You'll get kicked out. Absolutely. You, you know, you introduce yourself and you have a real conversation about who you are. You talk about your kids, you talk about, uh, you know, that Florida state's the best football team. Just, just kidding. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> that was Not free anymore, social media. <laughs> that was free social media. Um, but, but you, you know, you do, you get to know the person just like in any human relationship, it is it's still human through and through. Um, and, and you make the sale on the other side of that, that authenticity and that transparency and, and, um, wanting to help each other when it's time. But um, usually, it doesn't just happen in that moment. Yeah. It, it, again, it, it it takes some time, but it's it's relationship building. It's creating the awareness. It's like, I've always told people like go in there and figure out how you can help somebody else, right? Um, right. And mm-hmm. or, and sometimes it's just you're you're in there with other people who are self employed, other business owners. It's a little group therapy because mm-hmm. when you go when you go out of the corporate world into owning a business all your corporate friends and family are going to look at you like you have three heads. So you need a different source of <laughs> like somebody else out there that's going to get what you're talking about. And sometimes it's just that, all right? And then 
The other thing that we talked about offline was just the, and, and I, it's, it's, it's a joke in my inner circle, the, the word merch. And so, because I literally learned it from my eight-year-olds. And when he was talking about merch, I'm like, what do you, what word are you saying? I don't understand what you're saying. He's like, dad, it's merch. What is merch? You know, merch that his example, his definition of merch was merch. So merch. <laughs> and then he's like, well, Google it. All right. Thanks. Um, but just something as simple as, yeah. And then I, you know, I, then I beat him up, but it's all fine. So it's, um, it's just sometimes it's simple as wearing a polo, a hat, uh, something that has the name of, your, your business. And mm-hmm. I don't think people realize how often somebody will ask you about it. You're standing in mm-hmm. line for a, a, a coffee or you're wherever and people, people will ask. And if they ask you, that's not sales, that's answering a question. Right. right. So, mm-hmm. um, so I, again, I, so I think it's, it's one of those like kind of simple things. That's not scary. And like, you gotta wear something anyway. <laughs> so right. why not? Why, why, why not, why not a Florida state shirt to promote the, you know, awesome Seminoles or it's whatever, whatever your business is, um, little things like that. And again, that kind of cumulative effect of, if you're doing all of those, it just like it, it, there's a tipping point with it where people, people are going to know the name of your business. People are going to know who you are. Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, and if you want to get in front of more people beyond just wearing your own stuff, there are inexpensive things that you can do for community outreach that kind of gives you a good name. Of course, it depends on, you know, who your target market ultimately is, but, you know, um, support the PTA at the local elementary school so that you see those banners, those parents see those banners every single time they drive through the car line or, you know, support the local, um, little league team. So every time mom is washing that uniform, she sees your brand name on that shirt. I mean, there's some, really easy ways to kind of build rapport within a community um, and, and constant little brand awareness touches um, that kind of help, help you go in the broader sense, as opposed to also just, you know, being a one man show. Right. And, and, it, and it can be something where most people we work with start a franchise that's in an industry, they have little to no experience in, right? So we're mm-hmm. like, Oh, I really love, mm-hmm. you know, I love pets. Well, it doesn't mean you need to start a pet franchise. Your right. your perfect franchise could be, I don't know, like landscaping, right? Or washing windows or whatever. That doesn't mean you can't be involved in the community in the, the pet world, right? And just having those, mm-hmm. having those little signs. Um, there's a there's a um school near where my fiance lives. It's got like it's just what you talked about, like the banners, it's like a little league field right? With all the different signs of the businesses. And there's, you know, and it's a pretty darn big school. So how many kids are rolling, rolling through there? Um, you're, you're supporting the school, number one, but guess what? You've got a captive audience dropping off the dang kids every single day. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. So, um, very, very cool. Um, Leanne, I guess last thing, just like the, and I, this is one I'm, kind of, kind of coming in cold with, with, with on you. Cause I didn't, I was going to ask oh, you boy. this, but, um, all right. So, so good luck with this. So you've been around <laughs> franchising for a long, a long time. Um, because clearly you started in the industry when you were nine. So I want to point that out. Right. So, yes. um, yes. So someone listening out there, um, who's wondering, geez, is franchise ownership 
the path for them. Um, is there any advice that you would throw at them um, as they're even kind of thinking about this or maybe getting ready to kind of launch something themselves? Mm, that's a great question. Um, so I think the things that you should think about if franchising is the right path for you is are you willing to follow a system, a proven system that's been tested, that's been vetted, that's shown success? Um, because what I what I find is some franchise prospects are they they have an they feel like they have an entrepreneurial bug, but they'll buy into the system and then they think that what they are doing is better than what the franchise has provided to them. So I think understanding that that what the franchisor has provided to you is often a um, pretty solid plan in place. <laughs> and to be open to accepting um, accepting a system like day to day, and then also having that flexibility to kind of build and nurture a local community and marketing program. So um, I think you just have to have the right mindset. If if you're curious if franchising is for you, I think you have to kind of um, just open your mind um, to a different way of thinking where you might have come from a, a different industry. And if you're open to opening your mind to that industry, then I think franchising is great. No, that's all. That's awesome, and I, and I appreciate you, you sharing that. The, the biggest thing I always tell people, like going through our process, is, you know, what, well, what background or what skill set? I don't care. Like, do you have an open mind? Because this is going right. to be different than anything you've ever done, um, yes. or anything you've ever searched for. And it's not one franchise that, oh my gosh, this franchise is awesome. The rest of them are terrible. It's not, it's what's, what's best for you. And it's very mm -hmm. individualized and personalized, but if you're stuck yeah. in the, well, you know, bullet point number 17 on my resume says this, uh, that's mm -hmm. probably not it. Or you think, you know, right. more than the franchisor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not going to happen. So, right. um, awesome. Thank you for, thank you for that. And the, the, la the last thing I know you work a lot with franchisors and, and a big part of the people we talk to are, are, looking at franchise, becoming a franchise owner, not becoming the franchise or, but I know you do that a lot and would, would love to have you come back sometime and just talk about this more from a franchise or standpoint. If you're, if you are open, if you have an open mind to that conversation, we'd love to, uh, <laughs> we'd love to get you back sometime for that. I do. I, I'd absolutely love it, Tim. Thank you. Awesome. Well, Leah, Hey, thank you so much for, uh, for coming on and joining us today. Yes. Thank you for having me. It's a great conversation. Uh, you're, you're, you're welcome. And don't worry, we're not going to forget the merch coming your way. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so th thanks so much for coming on today. Thank you. Well, and thank you also for joining us uh, today, our loyal listeners. Um, hopefully this, as always, will enlighten you, um, anyone interested in franchise ownership, to some of the amazing possibilities that are out there and some of the things you need to think about to be a very successful owner. If you haven't already, Please make sure you follow us wherever you catch your favorite podcasts. Um, we don't want you to miss anything. Also, if you haven't yet, please check out our podcast-specific website, Franchising101podcast.com.
Net. Um, everything about our podcast, all our episodes, and coming soon since we talked about merch. Um, the merch tab. So you're definitely going to want to get all your franchising 101 podcast stuff there. Um, and of course, if you'd like to learn more about potentially becoming a franchise owner, click the link in your podcast window. Or again, find us online, franchising101podcast.net or francoach.net. Send us a message. Let's schedule a call. There's never any fee for our service. So we encourage you to take that first step today to help create your better tomorrow. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Stay safe and we hope to connect soon. Thanks for listening to Fran Coach's Franchising 101 podcast, where our ultimate goal is to help educate you on all things franchising so you can create your better tomorrow.